0: Thankful to be here in the church service again today, and we're glad to be here. We're here from Apostolic Tabernacle in Jonesboro, Georgia, just a few minutes' drive from here. And we want to thank y'all, all the nurses and the staff, and the opportunity that we've been given to come here to preach the message of the Word of God to y'all for the last six years. And I know we've seen some of the, some of the faces we see are still the same, and then I know I've seen a lot of new faces. But that's okay, because the more we have here, the better, because we know God is here. Praise the Lord. Today, we are thankful for what God has done for us. And in this time of the year, which I think in another week, week and a half, we have Thanksgiving coming up. And Thanksgiving has been set aside... As a day where we can be thankful for many things. When the pilgrims came over here. From England and other countries. There were a lot of persecution in their religious faiths. And their desires to practice their faith. So many of them made a, made a, made a journey to come over here to the new land. America and they came over here with the desires to create and establish a country that is based on the foundations and the fundamentals of the word of God with freedoms and liberties to worship their God the way they chose the pilgrims faced a lot of hard times in their in their days and their journeys over here many died on their journey across the sea. But then they come over here and they met up with a lot of the American Indians. And I'm just giving a basis of a foundation right now. I'm not really building off of anything. But these Indians taught those folks how to work the land, what they needed to do to stay warm and survive through the winter. And at some point in time, We've been all learned through our days in school and taught that there was a time when there was a Thanksgiving feast. And these pilgrims were very thankful to the Indians. So a lot of the times we've heard, oh, well, there was a lot of ha- hatred and uh, there was a lot of bloodshed and all that could have been. But what I'm building on today is thankfulness. Not necessarily what happened to the pilgrims or the Indians or the foundation of this, of this country. I'm just starting out with a foundation of thankfulness so I can let you understand what I'm going to say today. So how thankful can we be? Sometimes I do wish that I could share some of the things that God has forgiven me from, from my past. Some of the things that I did would probably in this day and time, for the things that I did in my time in the past were probably considered lame. They would laugh at it. Oh, he did that? (laughs) Well, look what I do. But in this sad and evil world that we live in, my sins were my sins. They were what I committed. But since the day in 1993, October 17th, when I was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, my sins were washed away from the day I was born in my mother's womb that my mother conceived me in iniquity. To the day that I went down in the water and Brother B.S. Cole baptized me in the name of Jesus Christ. Every sin I'd ever committed was washed away. And I felt light as if I was floating. Because the heaviness of sin was not on my soul and my spirit anymore. That made me thankful. It made me really thankful. You see, the things that I know that what I did and what I had done in my life in the past. And I knew that those things that I had done were going to send me straight to hell. If I had not gotten myself right with God. But I may not have done anything that these people in in this day and time does today. Some of the things that people do in this world these days, you compare it to what I did. It would be like me going and snatching a cookie out of the cookie jar when Ma said, don't take that cookie out there. Because some of the things these people do these days would turn people over in their graves if they could see what they're doing. There's such vileness and evil and wickedness. But one day, One day a man that I met on a job chose to share some things with me out of the Word of God that I had never been taught before when I was raised up in church as a little Baptist boy. And this man was an apostolic Pentecostal. I didn't know what that meant. Didn't really care. But what he began to share with me began to get down in here and up in here. And he began to tell me things that I'd never heard before. And this church that we come from, Apostolic Tabernacle, a United Pentecostal church, we aren't going to hold back the truth. We're not going to skirt the issue and tell you this and tell you that. We're going to tell you like it is with love because we love you. You must be born again of the water and of the spirit. You must receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues. And you will speak in tongues when you receive it. No human being has ever walked the face of this earth that's never received the Holy Ghost and never spoke in tongues. You must be water baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, no matter however you have been baptized before. Acts chapter 19, when Paul met a bunch of disciples of John the Baptist, he asked them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? They said, we haven't heard about that. He explained it. He asked them about their baptism. He said, we were baptized under John's baptism unto repentance. He said, you must be baptized in the name of Jesus. Jesus is the one that came here years ago, died on that cross Amen. to give you salvation. Amen. They were rebaptized in the name of Jesus Christ. That is our example to us today. If we have ever been baptized in any other way besides in the actual name of Jesus Christ, we must go down in the water in the name of Jesus Christ. I was baptized the way the Baptists baptized people when I was a 16-year-old boy in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. That's not biblical. Search your Bible out. You'll find out I tell you the truth because we come in love to tell you the truth. We cannot stand before God and say we never told them about Acts 2.38 because that is your salvation plan. Now getting back to my story, When I met this man He began to tell me things about this He began to tell me about things such as called the Holy Ghost He began to tell me about speaking in tongues I still didn't know what it meant But something was starting to churn Inside my heart and my mind and my soul And at the point in time appointed, I was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ As I said a moment ago And then two weeks later I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues And I haven't been the same since That was 22 years later I just had my 22-year Holy Ghost birthday back in the Halloween night. That's when I received the Holy Ghost. Now, this is what I'm talking about. I'm thankful. I'm thankful that God opened my understanding to come to the knowledge of what it means to have truth. I'm thankful about the fact that I don't have to be uh, led by the, by the false doctrine. And that I don't have to think I'm saved. I don't have to think that my baptism was right. I don't have to think it's okay to just say I accept Christ as my Savior and I'm in. I don't have to just think I gotta sign a card and join a church and I'm okay. No, the word of God tells me I must be born again. That's what Jesus told Nicodemus in John chapter 3. And you have to be born again. And the only way you're born again is by being water baptized and receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. That's your born-again experience. But God pricked my heart, and that's what happened to me. But every day, for the last 22 years, my desire to live for God has grown stronger and stronger. And there's even now, my desire now is so strong that I want God to open up doors for me that hasn't opened yet. There's things I want my, that I have desires to want to do in the kingdom of God that maybe I'm not ready yet. But God's got things in his perfect order. I'm a musician and a singer. Not the greatest singer. Not one of the fantastic singers, but I can do okay. But I'm a drummer. I've been playing drums for over 40 years. And when I was out in the world, I was playing for the world. But when I got in church, I said, I'm not going to quit playing drums. I have a passion for music. I have as much of a passion for music. Well, I can't say as much as I do for living for God. But I've had music in my life, all my life. And now I get to give it back to him. And I've been playing drums in church for 21 years. I say 21, but I've been in 22. Only because Brother Cole expected people to get rooted and established and grounded in his church. And in the Word of God. Before he started allowing you to be used on the platform. No longer Brother Cole's not my pastor anymore. He's retired. I have a man named Brother Talmage French now as our pastor. But he believes in the same thing that Brother Cole does. You see, in this world, I'm nobody. I'm not a... And, and some of you folks have... Uh, some people may have heard some of the names I'm going to mention of worldly singers. Some of you may not know who they are. It doesn't matter. I come out of the world, I know a lot... But I've got down here on my notes, this is what I wrote when I, when I wrote this up. I'm no Bon Jovi. I don't sing like Bon Jovi in front of thousands and thousands of people. I'm not a Frank Sinatra. I'm not a Michael Jackson. And I'm not even a Billy Graham, one of the, a great man of God. I'm nobody in this world, but I'm somebody to God. I'm somebody to Him. He knows me. He opened up the door for us to come into this nursing home six years ago. He opened up the door for us to come in here and speak the Word of God to you folks. I'm a son because I had two parents. and I still have two parents, but they passed on. And I know my parents are proud of me of what God has done in my life. And I miss my parents. And if anybody ever out here doesn't have parents like I don't, you know what I feel. I have two beautiful girls that has come to the nursing home services many times. And one day they'll start coming back, I'm sure. But I'm very proud of those two girls. They sing in church. One daughter plays the piano, and I'm not. I, I there ain't no there ain't no parent more proud of their children than I am. Well, what are we talking about today so far? Being thankful. Being thankful. I have a good wife. Been married 26 years, and I've got a brother, and I've got two sisters and their families. And I'm a close, we're a close family. And that's all I have because my parents aren't with us no more, as I said. But I'm thankful. I'm very thankful for what I have and what God's done in my life. I'm very thankful. What I've actually done here, I can share it with you. What I've actually done, I've taken several short articles and and commentaries that I've written over the years. And I've compiled them together to make one, one message here to speak to you folks. But it's all in the very vein of being thankful. Now the title of this next little segment is called, Are You the One? In Luke 17 and 17, and Jesus answered saying. Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There were ten lepers that were cleansed one day. But one turned around and come back and thanked Jesus for what he did. Now if you know anything about leprosy, some of them could have had lost limbs and fingers, arms, disfigured. Because leprosy can numb the body and the skin to the point that you don't feel things when it happens and then it could get infected and lose your limbs. But when this one come back and thank Jesus for what he did he told him to go on basically in another nutshell. He said, go on. He says, you're made whole. Now these other nine lepers that were cleansed, God's God Almighty, in the form of Jesus Christ, stopped the leprosy. But because they didn't come back and thank him, they could have still had a missing arm, missing fingers, disfigured because of the leprosy. But they weren't going to continue to have the leprosy. But this one, God made whole. So if he had any broken limbs, lost or anything or whatever, God restored it. Will you express the thankfulness that you have unto the Lord? Or will you run ahead and go about your business and do the things that you want to do after he's done what he did? Will you be thankful? Will you go in prayer and tell the Lord, thank you for what you did for me today. Thank you for the breath that I get to breathe today. Thank you for the fact that my eyes are open and that I'm aware, I'm alert, I'm, I'm, I'm able to be here in this lo- the world, in the land of the living. If nothing else, just being alive is enough to be thankful for. Because this is what God created us to be, human beings. Taken from the dust of the earth. And breathed life into us. Because He loves us. And we ought to show love one to another. And we do. We do that because we come here to see and spend time with you once a month. And I love the fact that I'm seeing a greater big crowd than I've been seeing off and on in months past. I'm so glad to see some of the same faces and even new faces. This next segment is called A Note of Love and Thankfulness. As far as material things are concerned, I don't have everything that I want. As far as vacations are concerned, I've only been to two countries outside of the United States. But I've been to many different locations here in the the United States. And been to Disney World about 20 times in my life. As far as a steady job or a change for a new career is concerned, I may not have a job right now due to the economy, or whatever's going on in, in the structure of jobs. But God is doing some new work in me. And he's going to open a door for me at his perfect timing. Sometimes we just have to sit back and just look at, observe the things that we have in our life. No matter how great or small it is. And we just need to remember that God is our Jehovah Jireh. And he provides our needs. And a lot of times he'll provide our wants. But God gives us something called peace. And in that inner peace that we have. We can face the storms and the trials and the tribulations and the afflictions. Because we know who is sitting on the same side of us in our boat. Jesus was on the boat with the disciples asleep in the back because he was tired. He was as much human as we are. And his body was thankful to be able to lay down and take a little rest. But this storm came up and it was shaking the boat, and they were scared. I would be scared. Why not? I mean, you're human. But they went back and woke up Jesus and he asked him, said, Don't you care that we perish? Instead of asking him like that, Don't you care that we perish? What, he should, what they should have done is asked him, Jesus, there's a storm. We know you can take care of it. Would you? That would show more confidence in him instead of the fear. But he stood up and he said, oh, ye of little faith!" But he calmed that storm down. And you know what? They were thankful because that allowed them to get to the other side. We may not have a lot in this world. We may not have a lot in this country, some of us. Some some people are multimillionaires and rich. But I'm just talking about the average person that we all are in the the, the majority in the country. The little bit that we have, if you compare it to some of the things that these other countries have, some of the people that's living in these other impoverished countries, we are considered rich by far. But how much do we take what we have in this country for granted? How much do we expect that we are supposed to have that? We're supposed to have gas in our vehicles. We're supposed to have a pantry full of groceries. Now, I know we can't all here in this United States as a small body of people. I know that we can't always go out and do things to help everybody in the world. I know that we're not able to do it. You're not. I'm not. Collectively, we can do things to help each other and help those here that we see that is in time of need. But what are we talking about today? Let's don't forget we're talking about thankfulness, being thankful. For what God has done for us. I pray that God blesses all of the people that has plenty. I pray that he blesses the rich people with more money. But you know what I want him to do? I want him to bless their mind, their heart, and their soul. To become givers. To give. And I know, and I'm telling you, I know of a lot of, of millionaire people... I don't know them personally, but I know there's a lot of millionaires that give. They give to charities, they give to things, and they do a lot more than we as a public even know. But I also pray that those of us that have little, just like the woman with the two mites, give what we have to help somebody else. I've had several different times I've gone to a store, convenience store, or go to Walmart, and somebody walk up to me and ask me, "Do you have any money? I could go and get me something to eat." I said, "I tell you what, come on with me. We'll go to McDonald's right here in Walmart, and I'll buy you a meal." Because I'm not going to give people money. If they tell me they're hungry, I'll buy them some food. But I'm not going to give them money. Not knowing if they're going to take it out here and buy booze or drugs. And I'll take what little bit I have and help somebody else. And I don't look, expect no glorified glorification from anybody because we're already doing what we're supposed to do. I was outside the quick trip one day, several years ago. And I went and parked my vehicle and got out and went, went in and got my, whatever I was going to get for lunch. And there was this big tall man standing out there on the side of the building he says, sir, do you have maybe a little bit you can give me to, so I can go in there and get me a hot dog? I said, give me a minute. I went back in there and bought him two hot dogs. And I think I bought him a drink. I don't remember. And I gave that to that man. I'm nowhere. I'm not rich monetarily, not by any means. Like I said, I don't even have a steady job, steady work coming in right now. But when I make a paycheck or earn a money, I go and pay my tithes and offer And then I do something to help somebody else when I can. Because I'm thankful for what God's done for me. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. That saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. My chains are gone. I've been set free. My God, my Savior, has rescued me. And like a flood, His mercy reigns. Amazing love. Amazing grace. We don't deserve anything from the Lord. But you know what? Even though we were all born into sin and we weren't given that opportunity to have a choice oh, yeah, I want to be born into sin, Lord, sure. Let me be born into sin. We weren't given that choice. If we were given a choice, when we were in in whatever form we were, or just whatever, if it, you know, you just play me out, just hypothetically play me out here. If we were given a choice, do you want to be born into sin, or do you want to be born into, into a holiness and purity? Why why would we even decide desire to want to be born into sin? You want to be born into sin and struggle on that earth, or do you want to be born into purity? But we weren't given a choice. God created Adam and Eve. And we all come from Adam and Eve. No matter how far out from Adam and Eve we extend, no matter our color, our ethnics, ethnicity, no matter our race, we're all from Adam and Eve. You're my brothers and sisters. But we weren't given a choice. And that is one thing for me, and I'm sure I can speak for everybody, is that we were born into sin, we've committed sin, we've done wrong, and yet we can go back and plead the blood of Jesus. And that blood down there at the foot of the cross will plead and cleanse us from what we've done in our life. Are you thankful that Jesus Christ in the flesh went to the cross? Without a birth, there wouldn't be a death, burial, and resurrection. But without a death, burial, and resurrection, there wouldn't be salvation. Acts 4 and 12. Acts chapter 4 verse 12 says, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. There is no other name, no title that's going to save you but the actual name of Jesus Christ. That's why apostolics baptize in the name of Jesus Christ because the Bible tells us to. And examples were given. And I think this is going to probably be the last one that I'm going to share with you today. A note of thankfulness as a parent. Now this, like I say, you have to understand these are things that God has impressed me to write over the years. So some of these things I wrote some years ago. But today, as it says in the article, today I found out that my daughter Sarah will graduate with honors. This is when she graduated high school. And it amazes me how awesome God works and has worked through my girls in the years that they were in school. From elementary all the way to high school and then for Nicole, my my oldest daughter, to be in college during that time. God answers prayer and this dad has surely given up a lot of prayer for his two daughters over the years. During their school years. That God would protect them. From all the hoodlums in the school. From all the disrespectful kids. That weren't raised the way they should have been raised. To respect the elder. And their teachers. I saw this video here the other day. On Facebook. Somebody put up there. Of this punk kid. Disrespecting the, the, uh, the uh, substitute teacher. Up there taking her papers. And she was sitting there and didn't do a thing. She should have got herself up. Went down to that office. And told them principals. Listen this is what's going on in that classroom. You do something about it now or I'm walking. But she sat there like a knot on a log. Can you hear the anger in my voice? Sure you can. Because when we were in school. There wasn't nothing that we did. that was something like what they do. Spitballs. Skipping class. Playing hooky. That was about the extent of what we did. And, then, and I never did. But some smoking in the bathroom. But now they get up. They'll take guns and knives to school. Drugs. They'll sit there and disrespect the teachers. If, and sometimes they'll even get, physically contact them. Slap them. Hit them. But I kept prayer for my kids when they were in school all those years. And not one thing happened to them and they actually had influence on some kids in the school because my girls are apostolic, Holy Ghost-filled girls that I raised them up in. My daughter, Nicole, she graduated with honors from high school, and Sarah also did as well. But just to kind of conclude on what I'm saying, we're in a time of year when people display their thankfulness. But is it a false thankfulness that they display on Thanksgiving when they don't do nothing throughout the rest of the year? Just like Christmas. Christmas is coming up next month, too. And now it's going to be give gifts, give gifts, give gifts. But what do you do during the year? Do you get together with your family? Do you get together with your brother and your sisters and your family throughout the year? Or do you turn your back on them? And then once a year you've got to show face. We've got such a fake world in this world these days. But I tell you what, if you get down to the very root of the problem and get your relationship back right with God or get right with God if you've never been right with Him, let Him change you from the inside out let him do things in you that he can only do and let him have dominance in your life and you be submissive and give your life to him and let him do what you want what he wants to do just like my message last month are you a vessel of honor or dishonor let him put you on that potter's wheel and shape you unto honor So that you can stand before a crowd and preach to them. So you can stand on a platform and sing or play the drums. So you can stand before a church and preach to them. Or preach to nursing home folks. Because I can't do nothing unless God does it through me. I couldn't have wrote anything unless God wrote it through me. So in this day and time... Let's take this thankfulness in this time of the year when we're thankful for what the world says thankfully. But let's take that thankfulness deeper in our heart. And let's show it to God and God only how thankful we are for what he's done for us. God bless you. your hands. and if you have a prayer or a need, I want you to raise your hand, and we're going to come pray with you. If you have a need, I would like for you to raise your hand, and let us come pray with you, okay? Let's go pray with this lady. Anybody else? Okay, we have two here. Okay.